0: Well, hello, everyone. This is Wally Kennedy with MFG Investments. We're doing our little podcast today before we get into the information we're going to talk about. And we're actually going to talk today a little bit about our philosophy and our strategies and our disciplines and how we come up with some of the different strategies based on risk, et cetera. But before we do that, we just need to go into the the, uh, disclosures. MFG Investments is a registered investment advisory firm offering advisory services, our broker-dealers, of Securities America, where all of our securities are offered through. They're a member of the SIPC, Securities Investment Protection Corporation, as well as FINRA, the Financial Regulatory Authority. The opinions and forecasts expressed today are those of the author and some of the things we talk about may or may not come to pass. Information is subject to change at any time based on market conditions, and the information provided may not be construed as a specific stock recommendation or as a specific financial plan. And past performance is not indicative of future results. Well, hello, everyone. Again, today is August 11th. Um, we're seeing the NASDAQ down today. Um, we're seeing a little bit of a, a slow market on here on Friday. Dow's up uh, very, very little. But really wanted to talk to everybody in reference to how we go about our um, managing of assets and, and, and our strategy and our philosophy. And um, So let's just get right into it. You know, one of the things that that we do each year as a uh, team or or a part of our investment committee, uh, through our our broker dealer, head, headed up by Phil Blencano, is we come up with a assessment of all the different microeconomics and, and environment uh, for that particular year, and then we come up with themes for that tw- for that 12 months of what we feel, uh, based on the economic environment, that's going to happen, and that's how we design. Our our strategies and the strategies really are designed by the fancy word we call asset allocation on on Wall Street. It just means strategic al- al- st- strategic asset allocation is a strategy. And really, what it means we just divide up the different asset classes. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's 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 money markets, and there's alternatives which um, you know provide some uh, downside risk and and uh, they limit you know, on the entire upside. So, you know, there's different asset classes. Again, whether they're stocks, bonds, uh, money markets, and alternatives. And we take those different asset classes and we put them to- together based on the client's risk and goals and what they're trying to get accomplished. And we and those assets, the mixture of assets, will give a expected rate of return in, that, in those types of strategies. So that's really how we go about uh, putting a strategy together. We have many different strategies that we manage. But what really, during the course of the year, what drives what we call a rebalance? Now, a rebalance is when we are making changes. So, for example, we're listening to a weekly um, investment call, you know, about things that are coming out in the marketplace. It could just be basic news or there could be a uh, microeconomic, like, for example, today, on Friday, August 11th, the uh, PPI numbers, the producer price index numbers came out. They were a little bit stronger than expected. That's why you're seeing the NASDAQ down today. And, uh, you know, that's a part of what the Fed looks at in terms of if they're going to raise rates in September, if they're not going to raise rates in September. But yesterday, um, on Thursday, the CPI numbers came out. The Consumer Price Index numbers came out, and they were actually soft. So that was a good sign. So we'll see how it all plays out. But what we do in terms of rebalance, it could be for just uh, of risk mitigation. For example... Um, for, for our clients in our balance portfolios, you're going to see uh, we are getting out of bond funds because bond funds do not have a maturity date. And it looks like rates will go up a little bit more Um, if they raise one more time. And um, again, we can go into right now, when you think about uh, reducing risk, we can go into treasury bills, bonds, and notes. We can go into treasury bond right now. And you know whether it's three months, six months, nine months, or 12 months, they're all paying over 5%. So it's a way that right now, what we're doing, we're reducing risk. We're guaranteeing uh, part of our, our our strategy in our portfolios by utilizing treasury bills that are backed by the full faith of the United States government. And at times, there's what we call opturtu- opt- opportunity uh, ri- uh, changes. Just like l- last year, we looked at, or actually this year, in 2023, we came in really with a bias the first few months of large cap value outperforming large cap growth. Value are the industrial stocks like the Dow Jones, which are up around 6.5 percent for the year. And you can look at you know one of your financial station or financial websites to go you know all look all that and get get your um, performance on your indexes. But uh, we had a tilt tilt for to value as we first started, and. We 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 saw where, what was happening in terms of the technology stocks, and we got we reduced our large cap value, and we increased our large cap growth, big dominant growth technology companies, and in the mid cap range, uh, we had a, we had about roughly 11% in mid cap value, and what we did is we reduced that and we increased our mid cap growth. You can see that you know, in all your uh, Audrey's reports and. Uh, different confirmations that came out. And those two changes from a were, we're very we're, we're very good for us so far in the year. That helped our strategy tremendously. So sometimes we're making changes based on we're identifying opportunities out there in the marketplace. So there's typically around four to six changes a year, and, and all that really depends on a lot of different things. For example, if the market is, is going up and there's a lot of volume and things are looking good and, and economic data is coming out, Uh, fairly, fairly uh, uh, strong and and good, there might not be as many changes, Uh, you know, but in a bad market, you know, a rough market, there might be more changes. So, but typically we're making four to six changes a year in our, in our strategies and that's kind of how we do it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about just risk tolerance because everybody is in a different situation. They all have different goals, objectives. Some people, um, are going to inherit money when they, w- when their parents pass away or grandparents and some people aren't going to get any, any type of money <laughs> and no inheritance at all. So everyone is in a different situation. Some people have two pensions, believe it or not. And some people don't have any pensions. So everybody, um, is really in a different uh, situation and we have to sit down and, and, and go through and talk to them and, and provide them with different types of, uh, whether it's a, a and we talked about, you know, the risk and, and how they would feel if, um, you know you the market went down and how long would they uh, would they get out of the market where they would they would they stay in the market you know that type of thing so there's different types of risk questionnaires we can use, but one of the powerful things that we use is we call the risk and what risk does it really breaks down um, the client's risk they give it, assess a risk number and w- what's great about it you, you can go back and look at different times in the stock market and look at black swan events, like for example, in 2008, we had the worst liquidity liquidity crisis in the history of the country, and the S&P, the stock market, was down 38%. So we can go look at someone's portfolio and match it up to that timeframe and see how those particular asset classes or or, or their portfolios would have reacted in, let's say, 2008. So for example, if... You um, have a, a balanced portfolio, let's say, and that balanced portfolio, let's say it comes back and matches up and says, hey, the stock market was down 38%, but your particular balanced portfolio was only down 12%. It kind of really shows you the different risk that you're assuming or not assuming. And, and vice versa, if you had you know a strategy that you are matching up against uh, the 2028, excuse me 2008, and let's say for example, um, you know, you're right in the market and the market's down thirty eight percent and you're down thirty seven, that's really showing you the risk of the marketplace. You're you're right at the risk of the marketplace. So we we do different tools, uh we use different tools like that to assess risk. But mostly, um, it's really the experience because you can sit there and talk to someone. And look at their situation, what they invested in the past, and look at their statements, and ask them questions. Uh, my, my favorite question is, "What keeps you up at night when it comes to your investments, or what keeps or what keeps you up tonight uh, at night when it comes to your retirement?" And you can get a good feel and understanding of where clients uh, clients are by uh, talking to them and getting uh, all the information from them uh, over a period of time. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, so just really wanted to go over our philosophy and what really drives a rebalance and why will we make a rebalance during the course of the year and how we go about assessing risk and um you know for our clients but other than that, it's a quick podcast just wanted to um reach, get that information out to people and i'll talk to you soon if, if we can help you give us a call 609-714-0546 extension uh, 100 and we can go from there enjoy the day take care